0: That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, and welcome to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Stee Curran. We've just finished recording the show. I could have carried on talking there about genre mashup, Stee, um, I, but I, as as I say, big, big, big fan of them. Um, and uh, yeah, um, some people say that that's a, that can be a lazy way to sell or, or develop games, but uh, I disagree. I, um, I, sign. I say,
1: no, it's not lazy. It's not lazy. No, the exactly. Uh, what's the opposite of lazy? You're
0: wrong. Um, that, you're lazy. <laughs> well, the opposite of me being lazy is you being lazy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, what do so, you think about that? <laughs> so you got me there. <laughs> uh, um so yeah, as mentioned, I've been camping uh over the last few days. Got back uh yesterday, very, very enjoyable time. You get that sort of um strange sleep uh when you're camping. When was the last time that you that you slept on outdoors, Steve? Sure. I went to a wedding
1: uh, oh, eight or nine years ago where we camped outside. Um, Did you enjoy it? I don't think I've been since then. I woke up surprisingly sore. (laughs) It's not very comfortable.
0: No. And, um, you know, you are uh, at the mercy of the elements. And so the first night was sort of very, very windy, very blowy in the tent. It's really cold. the coldest I've ever been. Um, uh, And... You you get the sort of, you know, so you're excited about going camping, but you know you should go to bed early uh, because you, you know, because often it's quite light early in the mornings. And so you get this sort of, these these moments of really weird sleep. Now, I know other people's dreams are really, really boring, <laughs> but I did want to mention a couple of here and just see if you could, um, if you could tell me what you think that they mean. So, so the first I had was that you and I, so both of my dreams were about you, Steve, Um uh, the first was about you and I were hosting an awards do, okay, and it was my job was to read out the list of nominees, which was in my hand, okay, but when I got to the mic, I, I couldn't find the list, right, I couldn't, and so, um, so that was my one job, was just to read out a list of games, I couldn't find it, so it was handed to me again, and the, the host stepped in and said, like, sorry, sorry about this, we're just going to hand them over, I looked down at my hand and the list isn't there. What do you think that means?
1: I think it means that um, I have let you down before, and I will let you down again.
0: <laughs> this is That's interesting because uh you were there, but you weren't responsible, so we, you, maybe you were taking them from me. Okay, Dream number two uh was uh, wasn't as stressful, but uh, we were recording one Life Left as we always do, um, in this huge wooden lodge, multi-level lodged that was owned by the band churches that's where we always record the show (laughs) um and we were going down to the basement to record it and and, uh and so we did do that but then afterwards um uh, churches had opened a shop in the lodge which sold only the coolest things in the world okay and you'd got into the shop before i did and 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 you coming out of the shop as i was going in and in your arms you had um the equivalent of, of part works, where you buy a magazine in order to build a model of something. It could be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. It could be the Death Star, who knows. Uh, but this was like a, a, a collection of part works, but they were make your own NFTs and uh, they were Star Wars NFTs. <laughs> and you'd bought them all. I probably
1: bought them from Doc as well.
0: For <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Almost certainly, and
0: I and, and there were none left on the shelf when I got there.
1: How interesting! I'm so sorry, Simon. Your first story there reminds me of something that I don't want to sort of reinforce your anxiety, but you know that almost literally happened to me um, when I was hosting. I was hosting awards in in Sweden in Höfde, Um at Sweden Game Arena. This was a few years ago, and they had been very professional, and they'd sent me the running order in advance, and you know it had little sort of notes, uh, Steve. But of course, the running order was in Swedish, so I couldn't actually read it. So I couldn't read what I was meant to be doing. But I thought that's fine. Arrived at the venue, um, and it's about half an hour before I was due to go on. I'd asked for a translation of the running order, and they'd gone off to get that. And about half an hour before I was due to go on, uh, they arrived back with the running order, and it was all fine. It's sort of like, you know, introduce Steve, Steve comes up here, blah, blah, blah. Steve announces the awards, he goes through the dinner, just blah, blah, blah. All of this fine. Announce what's on the menu. and then, um, And then there was a note, and it just said... Steve fills for ten
0: minutes. (laughs) Wow, what did you do? Well,
1: I I initially panicked. And then I thought, there's no point in panicking because there's literally nothing I can do. Like, I can't fix this. I can't write something incredible. And luckily, luckily, Simon, um, this was sort of in peak... Brexit sort of fury. I think it was just after we'd voted to leave. So I got to go up there and just make some jokes about how rubbish the UK is. And everyone loved them. Uh, And I got invited back the next year. So dreams do come true. Well,
0: and actually... I have struggled to find anything positive out of Brexit, Steve, but I'm glad it gave you some—gave uh, ten minutes <laughs> worth of material. Well,
1: I just came back the next next year, and rehashed the material, only prepared the next year, Excellent. Uh, and it yeah it was—it was all good. But yeah, that's—yeah, uh, I not i want to say, Simon, that will never happen, but it has happened. Uh-huh. And it could happen again.
0: Okay, well, there we go. Um. Uh, so, yes, a uh, 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 fun show this week. I think um, uh, we are in need of letters and stuff. So please do email team at
1: Um or join us on the Discord. I mean, please do, because there's a lot of stuff that happens on there that we don't talk about on the show. Not least my um, recent triumphs in the New York Times crossword puzzle. Uh, had a streak going for 13 days, Simon. So, mean, that oh. sadly failed yesterday because very American centric puzzle. Um, and I also had more important things to think about on Sunday, as listeners to the show are about to find out.
0: Let's leave it. Leave it no longer. Then, Here's, uh, thank you very much for listening. Here's the show. <laughs>
1: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance104.4 FM. My name's Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Simon, we are, I don't know, what is it, ten seconds into the show, and already I've lied, haven't I?
0: Ha <laughs> ha, well, it depends when you're when the listeners are listening. Are they still listeners if they are they still listeners when they're not listening?
1: Uh that not, is are too they? existential for this time in the morning, Simon.
0: It's first thing Monday morning. I don't think we've ever um, rec- uh, recorded a show uh, so close to me showering. <laughs> it's, it's a shame that we're not in person, isn't it? It's a smell. I'm, a- I'm actually on um, unusual deodorant this week because I went camping and forgot it, so we had to buy some along with the other supplies from the Morrisons. Uh, so I do smell slightly different to normal actually. Maybe if we were together, you would have recognized that and wondered what was going on. Do you enjoy the unusual deodorant feeling? No, I don't. Uh, well, I don't dislike it. I just, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really care what I smell like as long as I don't smell like a man.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I quite like it. Like on, on those occasions that I've been forced to wear someone else's deodorant. Uh, for- People force, force you to. Well, you know, sometimes. Uh, Steve, uh, put this on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah.
1: How rude um, No, you. No, you know, for example, you're... It's the morning and you go to put your deodorant on and your deodorant's run out what do you do simon you reach for a can whatever can's at hand and maybe you hope it's deodorant um i like it you, it feels to me it feels like there's always someone there it feels like there is always someone close to you looking after you
0: are you a spray or a roll on or a, or a stick
1: man uh, i'm a spray are
0: you? Sure, you're a spray. I'm a spray, of course I am. But but now and again, uh, if I don't have any in, and we're not camping and going to Morrison's, I might sometimes use my wife's. Don't tell her this, uh, and that's and that's uh, that's often a stick. Really, mm. you can't you can't share sticks, even with family. I do wipe it off with the top of my finger. Is that enough? <laughs> that should I, Should I take a knife to it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we share a lot more than that, Steve. I don't know what your your, your relationship's like. A butter knife
1: <laughs> in the morning? Well, Simon, why are you taking a butter knife into the bathroom?
0: I want to know why you look around and find cans in your bathroom. That's a, <laughs> just, kind of a, lager. just a gin
1: and tonic. <laughs> exactly. just slather it on with a butter knife
0: yeah. at
1: 9am. That's 9 a.m. my morning indeed. Talking of gin and tonic, Simon... Mm. That's why we're recording in the morning, really. Is it? it?
0: Are you the sort of supporter that Roy Keane wouldn't like? <laughs> Did you go to the football yesterday and have some gin and tonics?
1: Exceptional circumstances, Simon. <laughs> we are recording in exceptional circumstances because of ex- exceptional circumstances yesterday uh, when I travelled to the north of England to, uh, to Stockport, to Edgeley Park, to watch Stockport play Halifax Town, The Shaman. <laughs> not that kind of shaman, not um, Mr. Mr. C. Um, in the, the final game of the season, where if Stockport won, then they would guarantee promotion and the title of National League champions.
0: Whoa! 2022. National League sounds higher up than the Premier League, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? You literally can't
1: get better than the National League. Um, if you get promoted, you enter the proper league. Ooh. You You leave non-league for... Well, let's hope forever, uh, and yeah. Um, well,
0: that's exciting. Welcome to the to the big boys. How uh, so, so? Did you have to win, or, or could have a draw have done you? A draw would have been enough. So,
1: Wrexham, who are, as I understand it, managed by Deadpool, um, Ryan Reynolds has bought Wrexham. So, Wrexham are the team that the whole world are rooting for, right? That's the story. I believe there's a I think there's a Netflix documentary coming out, or something. Or no. Are you
0: going to be in it? Well, as one of the bad guys now,
1: because, (laughs) yeah, uh, Wrexham had to win and Stockport had to lose on the final day of the season. And uh, Wrexham lost 3-0 at Dagenham and Redbridge and Stockport won 2-0 against Halifax Town. And it was a tremendous, uh, a tremendous day. And so I celebrated with, do you know how I celebrated, Simon? Yeah, gin and tonics. Four cans of gin and tonic on the train home uh, and a 49p reduced cheese sandwich. Uh, oh,
0: that's. Do you know what that is? I was going to say that this didn't sound like a Hollywood ending, <laughs> but a man on a train with four train cans and a reduced sandwich. That that, that sounds it was, ideal. It
1: was, and an early night as well. It was uh, it was perfect, and that what's that's what that early night Simon has enabled me uh, to get up and record the radio show with you.
0: Well, congratulations. So that means that you get into the Division 2. My team, Queen's Park Rangers, uh, uh, firmly mid-table in the Championship after uh, a thrilling early start to the season. We faded away from uh, February onwards. Um, That means that we're potentially one year away from a scenario uh, which could see the repeat of the only real time I've been properly angry with you. (laughs) I remember that. I remember that, and that
1: was very indicative of my life as a football supporter, which is, well, for a start, people being angry with me. But secondly, like pretending to maintain some emotional distance for about the first five minutes and then absolutely within yeah, within a short space of time, reverting to my Edgley Park terrace roots and effing and blinding. Uh, wow I hope,
0: I, I hope we're not a year apart, Simon. no, I, I m- me. Two, two years apart. Um, and to just to offer some context, I think that was a season where we were, as usual, uh, flirting with promotion, um, and your season was basically over, and we mm. got a draw which I think probably put a nail in the coffin of that season, and you were very happy about it.
1: And it really was a flattering draw for us, because mm. I believe that you were all over us for the whole game, and we had one shot on target.
0: But we? boy, didn't you smell nice. <laughs>
1: It was the butter knife and the gin, <laughs> as always. Uh, we're a video game radio show. Uh, we do talk about video games. It's we're talk sport, that. actually, talk today. Sport. <laughs> Just going for that talk sport deal. Um, yeah, we're, we're a video game radio show. You haven't played any games this week, have you, Simon? I
0: haven't, no, I've been camping. That's,
1: that is a video game action, though.
0: Oh, that's true. Uh, no, but not in that sense, sadly. Sadly? Mm. No, I don't mean that.
1: Thankfully. Someone offered to teach me how to play Fortnite this week.
0: Okay, uh, what age was this person? Very young, 14 right.
1: or 16, one of and, those ages. And
0: what were the circumstances that led to you being offered to, I mean, were you being bad at it?
1: No, I was just musing on, on video games, and uh, it was clear they only played Fortnite. And then I thought, you know, I'm looking for features for the radio show. Maybe a good feature would be, Steve learns how to play Fortnite, because Fortnite's are, you know, I believe, still trending with the youth.
0: Ali A arrived in Fortnite uh, yesterday, I saw, Steve. What's an Ali A? <laughs> Ask your young friend, maybe uh, maybe part of your education could be who's big in the streaming scene.
1: Okay. All right, and how do, how do you know about Ali
0: uh, I saw it on one of my socials. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Uh, so, but you haven't played any games because you've nope. been camping. I yes. have played some games this week and not just Vampire Survivors. So I will talk about those in the review section. Um, unfortunately, I haven't done any news research. Have you?
0: Don't you worry about okay. that, Thank young Steve. For that. I've right. got your back. I've got your news and, back.
1: And I know we do have letters, so we're good on that front. So it should be a packed show, uh, which is, uh, you know, not why we've been stalling talking about football for the last eight minutes. Shall we get on with the news?
0: Let's get on with the news!
1: Tom right, Ivan...
0: Simon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Because this morning's start doesn't work for us. <laughs> should, we, should we go again? Go, Simon. Tom Ivan wrote, Nintendo's latest Indie World Showcase was used to present a host of new games coming to Switch. The presentation, which aired on Wednesday and can be re-watched in full below, he writes, uh, difficult when you're listening to the show, uh, featured 20 titles headed to Nintendo's console console. Uh, those games, some of the games showcased on, I've skipped a bit there, Steve. I'll come back to them in a minute. Uh, other games showcased on Wednesday included Elec Head, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, Ooblets, Gunbrella, uh, We Are OFK, Wayward Strand and Silt. Da, 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 da. So, Steve, I was going to ask you, first of all, did you watch the Indie World last week?
1: I did not watch the not? Indie World. Why not? What
0: were you doing? Uh, work. I assume.
1: I didn't even know it was on. You don't have to Uh, tune
0: into these things live.
1: Well, maybe I've been working all the time, apart from when I've been on a train drinking gin.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, so there was an indie world last week, um, which I have to say, on a personal level, I used to get incredibly, incredibly excited about these. Uh, But now as time wears on, and... um, yeah, just my enthusiasm for I don't know. There's so much to play on Switch at the moment that, um, yeah, I was hoping for some bigger announcements. Anyway, I was going to. So I was going to ask you then whether you were aware of the four games that Shadow dropped. Now, a Shadow drop, I think, is uh, it's, it's certainly an industry term. I don't know if the public use it wisely. Um, is a phrase used to. Uh, to reference when games are suddenly announced as available now you didn't know they were coming before or maybe their release date was unclear uh but where all of a sudden it's like and you can play it now you know like and you can listen to the u2 album now uh <laughs> famously in the apple uh, ipod conference um, so they were f- and that used to be um a, a really good way of getting a lot of attention in a short space of time and potentially flying up the Switch charts. Now, Steve, do you know any of the games that were released uh, this week?
1: I don't think so. All of the games, well, not all of them, but what I noticed from your list at the start was most of those games are games that are already on Steam, right?
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, and the, and that's that's typically what you'll find in a... um. In an indie uh, hmm. world, in the, you know, this isn't a Nintendo Direct. That's a very different thing, Steve. Um, so these are all from Nintendo's indie partners. And uh, I, I
1: guess that's why you don't find these things as exciting, or, or me either, because we've both got PCs. You've obviously got your Steam Deck imminent. And so the... The, the attraction for Nintendo for me is games that I can't play elsewhere, whereas a lot of the games that you've mentioned, you know, things like Ooblets and, and Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, I think are great, but it's not exciting to me that they're on the Switch, which is another platform that I won't play them on.
0: I agree. Um, and so, uh, well, I think the one that I was potentially interested in, if, if I didn't have a Steam Deck arriving imminently, uh, stay tuned to next week's show for the review for that um uh was elect head uh which we have featured on the show before um that's right uh, that's the one
1: where you're a, a you're like light bulb platform type thing and you um uh, when you jump from platform to platform uh you use the electricity right on the platforms or you electrify them I can't remember yeah you must electrify them it's called elect head <laughs> and I remember playing that and uh thinking yeah this is perfect for a switch or
0: a steam deck. Steam Deck. So, the four games were, uh, that were um, announced and launched were Mini Motorways. Okay, which is great. Our friends at Dinosaur Polo Club. Absolutely. Completely agree. Um, But that's already out on cell phone, right? So we can... Yeah, and it's probably more of a natural way to play it, I would argue. Mm. Soundfall, which was an original title. I don't think anybody had seen or uh, was expecting. Uh, I don't think
1: I know Soundfall.
0: I could... it's one in a many. It's one in um, a number of games that are rhythm shooter based, although this right, one's okay. sort, of, sort of top down. Uh, Opus Echo of Star Song, Absolutely Full bloom no Edition. <laughs> that's no. a, that, that's been out on Steam for a while, and okay. then Gibbon Beyond the Trees, which is a platformer, um, which looks like it's got a really lovely swinging mechanic, um, which I, again I was unaware of before. Um, out of those, Steve. Which of them are currently in the top 30 games download exclusives?
1: Hmm. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, I,
1: well, can you tell me the pricing, Simon?
0: Oh, I can only tell you the pricing of one of them uh, because I'm on it, because I'm looking at the store at the moment. But yeah, um... Uh, which is just giving away the answer if you're paying attention. Stee, actually, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is the answer is one. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I was
1: gonna, if I, if I had to pick one of those games, I would go for a lackhead.
0: Oh, sorry. No, that's not launched today. That was announced. Uh, the 4th ah, Mini Motorway starts. That sorry, sorry, forward. sorry. Okay, come on, come on, come <laughs> on. Okay. okay, if I had to pick one of those games, then I'd go for Mini Motorways. Exactly. That's the most recognisable, and that is that's currently in the download exclusives as number ten. The rest are not to be seen. So, um, yeah, like I say, in the early days of these video presentations, they, uh, you could almost guarantee that uh, a game that was shadow dropped would uh, would do well on the charts, but it doesn't look like that anymore. I wonder whether Mini Motorways is cheaper
1: as well, because I think a lot of the time the Shadow Drop announcements, they're impulse buys, right? And if- Yeah,
0: well, let me tell you some. I mean, you know, obviously price is all relative and all of that sort of stuff, but um, I don't know what Mini Motorways is on mobile. Um, I can tell you what it is on PC. It's £7.19. I'd expect oh, wow. It's, I'd expect it's less on mobile. On yeah. Switch, it's £11.19. Oh. So eleven eleven pounds ninety nine. Okay, I did not know that. Wow, mm.
1: interesting. Okay. Mm. Then maybe it is brand recognition. Um, yeah. Above anything above anything else. Okay, cool. Or maybe that was announced first and people went straight, <laughs> straight and bought straight that there, one yeah. and by the time it got to the others.
0: I have to say as well, uh, four shadow drops in one day is quite a lot as well. So maybe that was uh, one of the things. Anyway, uh, next story. uh, Andy Robinson wrote on VideoGamesChronicle.com. A class action lawsuit has been brought against game grading firm Wata, which plaintiffs accuse of unfair business practices and manipulating the retro video game market. The class action centres around claims made in a pair of reports last year, which alleged alleged that Wata concluded with an auction house... So, I colluded with an auction house to artificially inflate the value of the retro video game market for their own game. Allegations both companies denied to VGC at the time. It was also alleged last summer that Waters own employees had been actively selling their own graded games for high prices in breach of its own policies regarding fraud and conflict of interest the lawsuit was filed on May 10th in the district central sorry, central district of California by plaintiffs and class members from across the U.S. who paid for video game encapsulation and grading services from Wata the exact number of class members is unknown but it's estimated they could exceed 10,000 individuals based on Wata's average submission figures the plaintiffs accuse Water of engaging in affirmative acts to manipulate the retro video game market, engaging in unfair business practices, engaging in false advertising, making false statements about the turnaround times for grading services, and failing to disclose material delays to customers. VGC has requested comment from both Water and Heritage Auctions. So there was some uh, we, we we discussed this contr- this controversy at the Times, uh where um, there were these allegations floating around uh, artificial pricing on um, retro games, used games. Uh, and now we're going to find out once and for all whether uh, that was all accurate. Did we
1: discuss this uh, quite a while ago? Was Ann still on the show at this I, point? I no. I, I, I,
0: well, I think we've had shed discussions on this where mm. um, some individual boxed, uh, sealed Nintendo games appeared to be going... Uh, I always uh, appeared to be going for um, super high prices. Here we go. Last summer, a pristine copy of Super Mario 64 sold for $1.56 mm. million. And weeks later, a copy of Super Mario Brothers sold for $2 million. Just a year earlier, the record price for a, a video game was 10 times less 156000 for a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers 3. Every a... g- every game mentioned above was graded by water. Mm. Well, <laughs> I don't feel legally
1: qualified to comment on this case. But what I can say, Simon, tangentially, uh, as is the One Life Left Way, is I was having a bit of a clear out this week.
0: Um, oh, hello. I'll, hang on a minute. I'll get water on the old blower. Maybe, they, <laughs> maybe we can value these. Well, wow.
1: here's what I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found two things. I found my old... Oculus Rift, Generation 1. Uh, and I thought, I don't know what to do with this, because I've, I've got a quest now, and I don't need this Rift, so I want to get rid of it. Offered it to friend of the show, Weasel Spoon.
0: Oh, come on, he would do something spectacular with it, wouldn't he?
1: Wouldn't he? I, I mean, you often do that, but you take an indirect route by putting things on eBay first, mm. and then... Uh, and That's he declined!
0: Right. What he said? That, it, would you like if, me if, to list it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> if he was going to do something, he'd rather buy it on eBay from you. If he was going to do, um, if he was going to have have a VR kit, he'd, he'd rather have one that works. He said, um, a modern one. Um, so I, I went on eBay. How much do you think a Oculus Rift is going for these days? A billion pounds. How much do you think an Oculus Rift is going for these days, Simon?
0: Well, I can tell you because whilst you were, <laughs> while we were talking, <laughs> I, I was going to tell you how much you could sell it for—84 pounds uh, current current bid. Really? Okay. Four the, bids the, ends the high... today. That's oh, not mine. I saw one go for
1: sixty quid. Uh, Weasel spoon
0: which... is the top bidder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yes, yeah, sixty, 60 quid, quid. Right. Uh, was okay. the most
1: recent sold version in the sort of uh you know just jumble of cables. Uh, I don't have the box for mine.
0: I don't think we're so, going to be retiring off the proceeds of that, then, are we? No, but what I also
1: found, Simon, was, um, well, this is more interesting and more gradable. You would think. I'll I'll hold it up for you. <laughs> okay. So you can describe it.
0: Oh, hello. It's uh, Nintendo Game Packs. I've never heard of these. What? So they are like uh, collectible trading cards, like what you used to get with Star Wars on them. But these are Nintendo branded that appear from the front of the display box as if Steve was a news agent. <laughs> Uh, he's got a whole box of them, Nintendo game packs. They they would originally cost you back whenever they were launched, twenty five cents, and you scratch uh, them off to reveal top secret tips. Mm. Steve, where did they come from? Because they're not uh, they're not of this country.
1: So they're not of this com- this country. Actually, I bought them in Japan. Did you? Uh, yeah, about um, I reckon about twelve years ago, something like that. I was over in Japan. With the Nordic game lot, they invited me as an honorary Viking. Uh, and I went to Akihabara, and I was in a game store there, and I saw these. Uh, and you can see the box is in quite poor condition. It's, as Simon says, like one of those retail boxes that you, you get it from. It contains 48 packs of Nintendo trading cards. Um, and they're not Japanese, though. They're from the US. Um,
0: but they were quite cheap. I can't remember how much. Maybe what, was, 25
1: cents each? I think it was 15 quid or something for the whole box of them.
0: I um, I don't um, think you're getting the hang of this grading business by the way. If you want to dupe the listeners you should imply that it's uh, like perfect condition um, <laughs> and that it's worth it's worth a million well, pounds. Well the box itself is not in perfect condition not least
1: because I've opened some of the cards inside. No, um, it's not a
0: complete set. Well, well, well it, it wouldn't have been, been anyway would it?
1: No. And um but there are still you know I reckon about Thirty-six packs in there, unopened.
0: And how many? How many secrets are in each pack that that no are, one knows? I mean, if it's a secret, no one knows what they are, will they? There are
1: well, there are five packs in each card. Sorry, these these packs are from 1989, and there are five cards in each pack. Three of them are scratch-off cards, and uh, there are two stickers in each pack. So it's and three there secrets, are Zelda packs and three secrets Mario per box. Uh, three secrets per packs uh, per box now simon i went on the internet yesterday to have a look how much a unopened box of these 48 uh goes for <laughs> and it, so how you, much you could try and work out what what, what what an open <laughs> box of, of some would be <laughs> well then i looked how much individual packs go for how much without googling without yeah don't know. how much do you reckon
0: uh a sealed pack of one of these goes for so, we were looking at some cards for Ramona last year, and they were cabbage patch kids cards. Um, a complete set was worth £200, mm-hmm. maybe? That is exactly right. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. £200? So, £200 for a seal pack, but individually, one of these... How much might one of these go for on eBay? Well, what's 200 divided by 48? <laughs> it's actually more than that. Is it? Have, because okay. obviously you get discount for buying them all at once. Yeah. Uh, one of these goes for um, seven quid. And do you know what I think we should do, Simon? Later in the show, later in the show, we should open one of these live on air.
0: With let's some secrets? Burn, let's just burn seven quid like that. Steve, that makes me feel icky. I think we should bury them. (laughs) Never to be for their secrets untold. They're mysteries. One... No. okay, All right. I'm looking forward to that.
1: All right. Next news story.
0: Square Enix has issued a firm rebuttal to comments from the game's former director, Yuji Naka, who has been heavily critical of the publisher for releasing the game in what he believes was an unfinished state. Uh, you can note there I skipped the headline, which is Square Enix says it still recommends Balan Wonderworld Wonder with confidence <laughs> following Naka lawsuits. Sonic creator Naka recently claimed he was removed as Balan Wonderworld's director six months before the heavily criticised games release, resulting in him him suing Square Enix. In an explosive series of tweets published in late April and translated in full here, uh, there's a link to the story on uh, videogameschronicle.com, Naka said he thought it's... A true disgrace that Balan Wonderworld was released in the states that it was in. He went on to add, I believe that Square Enix and co-developer Arzest are companies that care about neither games nor their fans. Naka said he was finally able to address his departure from Square Enix and the game's reception because his lawsuit with Square Enix had concluded. During Square Enix's full year earnings call on Friday, the company confirmed it had been involved in a lawsuit with Naka but declined to comment further, according to Bloomberg reporter Takahashi Mochizuki. However, it did defend Balan Wonderworld, saying, it is a game that we recommend with confidence. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but,
1: but, wait, wait, did they say this in an earnings call? They did yes. <laughs> weird um, if they did said anything else yeah
0: actually was well, they've done well to get a full story out of just that quote haven't they I don't think he says any I don't think that they say anything else but the uh,
1: story is the is the lawsuit isn't it that's interesting
0: that has just yeah that has concluded so yeah this this idea that uh, the directors saying that you shouldn't release it but the publisher says that you uh, that they recommend it with full, full confidence who's right Steve who do we think is right in that uh, situation Well, maybe we can judge by the sales and reviews, which are not great, are they? They are not, no. Uh, If we look up at Metacritic and see what uh, Balan Wonderland has got, it is currently standing at, well, if you're going to buy it, Steve, buy it on PlayStation 4 because that's 44% out of 100, whereas the PC version is 38% and the Switch version is sitting at 36%. We recommend it. With full confidence. <laughs> um, this also explains why...
1: I don't know if we covered this on the show, but I know that Yuji Nekka released his his own game, didn't he? With his sons. Uh, a 2048 clone involving DICE um, a few months ago. It explains why he's been tinkering with that kind of thing. Uh, Shot 2048, it was called.
0: Oh, you okay. Imagine? No, I think that's the first time I've heard of that. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, he's been working on that
1: little family project, which presume presumably he recommends with
0: confidence. <laughs> it, it,
1: it, regardless of whether uh, we reviewed it on One Life Left or not, I can tell you it is a solid 7 out of 10.
0: Final news story for this week, Steve, is that the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is Star Wars Jedi. Survivor, it's been claimed. Venture Beat reporter Jeff Grubb made the claim during his premium giant bomb show, Grub Snacks, transcribed, (laughs) transcribed by VGC. Grubb teased that he was aware of the title of the sequel and after a member of the chat guessed the subtitle Survivor, Grubb replied, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, you got it, you nailed it, well done, that's the name. Grubb didn't elaborate beyond this. Uh, this is the latest piece of information on the upcoming game from Grub, who claimed early in the year that the game was coming to current generation consoles only. Star Wars Jedi 2 is going to be new gen only, where it's PS5, Xbox Series X and S. And then, of course, PC Grub said one of the reasons they're going to be able to do that is because it's not coming out until early 2023. The game is for sure now not coming out until 2023. Did you play the original, Steve? i did and i did not like it did you uh it's it's been moved to the two deck category on my in my steam library <laughs> which means i will not play it uh i'm sure no i am i am i'm 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 looking forward to it uh dexter played it a fair bit i think kate started it a little so um yeah
1: it, it lost me early um it, it it won me in the first 30 seconds i thought the sort of intro was fantastic Uh, and then it throws you into, spoiler warning, throws you into a tutorial level, it's not really a spoiler, it's just how AAA games do these things Um, that basically the really tenuous plot device gives you all of the controls of stuff to do as you chase someone around including just sledging down a big long path on your butt, moving left and right, and it's just really uh, i just found it very generic and very predictable and i lost interest quite soon played through that and and the first level then was was done
0: well undeterred steve they they are making a sequel looking forward to your review as well
1: of the sequel well it did very well um i just want to return to um grub snacks Mm. so is that new is that that what he's calling it now is that
0: we did get somebody on the Twitters pointing out that um, where was it? Uh, Patrick tweeted at us. Uh, Since you keep asking each week, <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's podcast is part of Giant Bomb subscription, which includes all the video podcasts and streams, etc. Okay, including just seen us. Including all right. So we obviously
1: very well done to Jeff, and we love the, we love the news that he. Gives to one life left via the people who steal exactly. from him.
0: and we and we appreciate the clarification,
1: Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick, as well. Um, however, grub snacks, Simon. Mm. Are you allowed to do that? Because bug snacks, which he's riffing off there, I don't think that's ingrained in the public consciousness enough f- to riff off. I don't think you can do that if you're punning.
0: No. So therefore, what what should he have called it? What's his What's
1: What's his name? Jeff Grub. Yep. Um, okay, let's workshop this. What rhymes with Grub?
0: <laughs> should we, should we throw to a break and come back to that? <laughs> <laughs> what other than well, having right. a few minutes of people listening to us think, award-winning <laughs> radio.
1: Later in the show, we will either open a pack <laughs> of Nintendo game packs from 1989 with three secrets and some top secret tips, or we will rename. Grub snacks. You're welcome.
0: That's it for the news. Thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Barry Scanfelberry.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran and I'm broadcasting to you from the heart of London, sort of. Zone 1, officially, Kennington, uh, which is why you can occasionally hear the sounds of traffic in the background. I didn't edit that out last week, Simon, and we received zero complaints.
0: Good news, Steve. Uh, now start editing them in. Like, let's 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 find the level, <laughs> <laughs> of which of which complaints will will be uh, sent. We are, as well as a
1: radio show, we are a podcast. Uh, the radio show broadcasts live on. Oh Well, recorded on Resonance 104.4 FM on Mondays. Uh, the podcast, you can listen to it whenever you want uh, on your favourite podcast provider. Uh, you find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com The show notes there are written by our under-caretaker, Phil, so thank you very much to him. Uh, you can find details there on the music that we play in the podcast version. And you can find details on how to enter our Discord as well, where all the secret one-life-left chat occurs
0: i do need to pull you up on this slightly steve uh we don't have any music in the podcast just for legal reasons sorry the music is on the radio version. the radio oh, where anything radio. where
1: anything goes if you're a hardcore listener to one life left you can listen to two slightly different versions of the show one on resonance fm which you can get digitally which includes music and one without on the podcast version the legal reasons. <laughs>
0: uh, good. Um, so, how are you getting on with your with your with your uh, Jeff Grubb podcast naming? That was not.
1: I, I've been talking since that point. We threw to a break. When I've been talking. Okay, your smugness there would imply you've got
0: an oh, answer. Oh no! Well, first of all, I, I fear that I've destroyed a little bit of radio magic there because I'd like to think that perhaps our listeners would imagine that you and I just <laughs> sit here listening to listening to chip <laughs> tunes, just in quiet. Take, uh, take off the headphones. Exactly. Tap on the desk. Some a little yeah. dance around the shed. Uh, sadly, just it's a... not like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should record it as live. Uh, but no, you are right. We've gone straight to this without. The, uh, the 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 um, the freedom to relax and 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 and, uh, and freestyle. I've got one. I've got one, and it, I, I stopped okay. at one. <laughs> well, so we know that Jeff's deliberately provocative, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: we know that he's about news, um, as are we. Uh, if I was him, I'd call it One Life Jeff. Or <laughs> well, maybe maybe we could take that. Maybe we should start One Life Jeff. And just have we should... <laughs> just oh, it could be like Gogglebox. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: that's just right. us <laughs> sitting there, headphones off, just listening to uh listening to the the Jeff Grubb podcast. Yes, and' he said what, what now?)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. What there do you think
1: we go, Patrick's thinking of this bit of the podcast.:
0: I hope patrick is is happy that he's finally uh, been acknowledged for a tweet that he sent in March. <laughs>
1: Thanks Patrick. Talking of which, shall we have our interactive section, the letters? Email
0: messages and forward BCC one life letters. Have we had any in the in the email? We do not this week, I'm afraid. Uh yes, yeah, so uh, please do uh put finger to keypad and uh, send us your thoughts. Uh, to team at one life Uh I did see some on the Discord, though, Stee, which is another place where you, our listeners can interact with the show's hosts, and by hosts I mean Stee, who's, who appears to have more time on his hands than I do <laughs> I'm just always on Discord
1: uh, because it's where, it's where all my business takes place at the moment
0: Okay. Mm. What have we got, Stee? Using
1: Discord rather than Slack Uh, which is much more pleasant. I heartily recommend it. Um, So, we only have one letter this week, and it is, no surprise, from Weaselspoon. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. There's been a surprising meme of people recording gigs on Nintendo 3DS consoles. They have low-res cameras, and the microphone peaks well before even a quiet gig. But it's fun to spot them in the third row. What's the most inappropriate use you've found for gaming tech? Pip-Pip, Robert.
0: Blimey, I didn't know that this was a thing. Um, I, uh, as mentioned in last week's show, um, saw Muse at the Hammersmith Apollo. I took my son, Dexter, to his first standing gig. Um and this was a muse gig that he asked to go to rather than the previous one, which was at the stadium, which I dragged him along to. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the years have passed. He's 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 older now, and I think he now is as he matures, his appreciation for the greatest band ever known to man um is uh, solidifying. So uh we went along there and we and we thoroughly enjoyed it and it was great uh, packed, hot and sweaty um it was a really really good set you know they, they were clearly very happy to be back and we were happy to have them back Steve. um it really did look like they were enjoying themselves and i don't think oh i thought that there was one toilet song um which you know which usually is something like soldiers poem um and uh i thought it was going to be united states of eurasia which you know i don't mind uh, but I did need a wee, um, and so I started f- uh, f- not, not fighting my way to the to the toilet. I wouldn't do that, Steve. I did need to go, but I wouldn't resort to physical violence. But I did have to edge sideways through a crowd, um, and it wasn't United States of Eurasia. It was Starlight, which is actually mine of my wife's uh, one of our songs. I am so glad I am editing the podcast. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it was good, uh, good, uh, good lineup, and so to the the extent that dexter thoroughly enjoyed it he said he had a really good time and they were uh, as we all know as i'm sure you know uh, they were recording uh, sorry they were holding two gigs uh monday and tuesday so for tuesday nights i watched it live on this somebody was streaming it on discord uh, because i was interested to see if they were going to play as rumored a new song spoiler alert they didn't um but i'd never watched a gig over <laughs> over such uh, over discord before and it was it, so we started watching it on no, we started on Discord, all, all of us on the Muse Discord. Started watching it on Discord, that didn't work. So we popped over to Instagram Live, where it was much, much clearer. But we did see whoever was streaming it get busted by security in real time. and That was, that was, <laughs> quite, that was quite a moment, right? Where they just And everyone's going, is he all right? Is he all right? So we think that they might have been in the Discord working out where, where they were. Anyway, so that's the least appropriate technology I've used to watch a gig. Uh, and it was last week. Uh, I was
1: I was obviously during that I was listening.
0: <laughs> you were thinking of other things. Fascinating, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But also trying to uh, trying to answer that question. I can't think of anything that I've done that's been as, as astonishing as that, Simon. Um, I did, of course, uh, used to operate in a Game Boy orchestra uh, where we used our, our old grey brick Game Boys to uh, play around with. Little sound DJ and uh, make Game Boy music. But that's almost as designed these days. That's what people use Game Boys for at the moment. So that's not astounding. When I had my original Xbox back in the early 2000s and, of course, had it chipped to play uh, import games um, and was able to install a media player on there, that media player allowed you to stream radio stations from around the world and sometimes, just for a kind of pleasant in-flat ambience, what I would do is stick the media player on and put Christian radio on from the middle of the US, where preachers just softly read out parts of the Bible and then loudly screamed about them, and put on the um, music visualizer that came built in-you know, the kind of Jeff Minter-like uh, spirally patterns. Um, just used to have that on, like illuminating my flat. Nice, very normal behaviour.
0: Very normal. Look at you now. I um, <laughs> yeah, I think the earliest example of um uh, of technology uh using it for purposes for which I don't know, it probably was intended, but it was absolutely in no way practical was, uh, when you used to convince your convince your parents to buy you a spectrum because it was educational, i.e. you could buy a printer with it and print things out. But that printer was, uh, rather than, as they are these days, on conveniently sized A4 paper- pages, this was on one massive, long, thin roll. And so the the argument was, if you get me this, I'll be able to do my homework on it and hand that homework in on some, what was essentially very thin toilet paper. <laughs>
1: Good. Well, thank you for all of your letters this week. By which I mean letter. Um, please, please, please write us more. Uh, the show is nothing without you. I mean, literally would be nothing without you. And we need letters. So email into
0: team at onelifeleft.com
1: or just stick them on the Discord. Right, Simon, we're at the uh, end of the show now, or closer to the end than the beginning, at least. This would be the moment where, you know, time was I'd try and sneak in a Simon Byron's Fast Five. But today, we're going to open a um, a Nintendo Game Pack pack, live on air. £7.699 worth of merchandise, untouched since 1989.
0: Okay, and this contains secrets... Um, which means that no one know- no one knows what is about to be revealed. this is new, promises, I- new information
1: promises on the front 25 cents of top secret tips so I'm opening it right now listen listen God, There we I go tell
0: you what, that was, a, that, was a, that was a sexy sound <laughs>
1: All right so um, first card I can tell you now well you can tell me what it looks like there it's a sticker.
0: Yep, I can tell you exactly what it what it is. It's the it's what is the it? old Legend of Zelda logo.
1: Old Legend of Zelda logo. That will look good on a laptop.
0: It though. will look really good on a laptop. That. Well, does it? I mean, it's impossible to know without actually applying it. But has it retained its stickiness? I can I can test because I can. Are you going to put it on your laptop now? Look, I
1: can peel off the the non the bit around the sticker. Oh, lovely! And test. Oh, it doesn't feel very sticky.
0: Oh, send it but back. Just, let me just tear
1: a bit off this. I'll stick it on the laptop now. Oh, no. It's not sticking. You're going to have to nail it well, on. Yeah, we will do. All right, so Legend of Zelda sticker. A tip on the back. Double Dragon, mission one. Instead of fighting the third opponent, simply push him off the conveyor belt.
0: What? Go. No one's ever done that before no one's ever done that well, before. no one's kn- no, one, no one's known to do that because we've just revealed it all right um
1: sorry the, it, sorry uh,
0: is that a tip or a secret that
1: is a top secret tip a so secret both. tip
0: okay well, well blimey
1: so card 2 is this who's that simon
0: that's king hippo from punch out
1: it is king hippo and this uh, this card has little scratch off uh silver um scratch off silver uh, what do you call them Silver scratch-off points, <laughs> and you can play the game, um, which is an innovation.
0: Next one, what's that? It's a it's a drawing of a of uh, Super Mario Brothers.
1: Again, uh, with silver scratch-off points that let you literally play that level of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the rules are: you've got to find the directions. So you've got to find arrow one in area one, and find the up arrow to win. Uncover three Koopers, and you lose. Ooh. Exciting stuff.
0: Um, Card three. It's this. What's that? It's double dragon. No conveyor belts in sight, though. Again, double dragon again. It's an illustration of double dragon. Yep. Okay. And finally, another sticker. Uh, So that's a character called Chintai.
1: Yeah. Again, not sure who that is. What does it say on the back? Yeah, it must be double dragon. Surely. Well, on the back, Simon is another top secret tip and our final. Top secret tip. And here we go. Never heard before. Here we go.
0: Get your your keyboards ready, news sites.
1: (laughs) Grubster, get ready. You'll be copying this one out. This is from 1989. Here we go. Super Mario Brothers. In every world, within invisible blocks, one extra life is concealed. Possibly more. Keep your eyes peeled. For invisible blocks? How do you do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, come on.
1: Well, it is a secret tip, so maybe there's some kind of...
0: And and there were only two, right? I thought there were three in each packet.
1: No, there are three. Actually, hold on. Does it say three? Can we get it out of the bin? No, it says three scratch-off cards, two stickers, and includes top secret tips.
0: Oh, an undefined there we go. quantity of secret tips. Well, there you go. Excellent. Thank you for that, Steve. Thanks for, for ruining... Or for just setting fire 6.99. Yeah, exactly.
1: We'll get it back in the ad revenue for this episode. I would have thought so. No question. Right. Must be time for the reviews. Well, Simon, as established, you have not uh, played any video games this week. You can review camping if you want.
0: Thoroughly enjoyable. Um, Really? We watched uh, the football. I took my little portable projector. We projected it on the side of Jonathan's camper van. Uh, And we watched football. We drank some beer. We cooked on some cooking stuff. We slept on airbeds. uh, We went to the beach. Played the arcade games, that, as discussed. No, annoyed me, actually, because... um, the jackpot for the two P rolly thing over the over the over the conveyor belts um, mm-hmm. was at seven hundred and fifty when I left it on the first day and it was down at two hundred the following day, so somebody had won it. Oh, that was my that's... money, those were my tickets, we had a great odd time. Uh, did can't you wait win to go the again. Jackpot, though? No, oh, I didn't. No. Did... No. Uh, so, so
1: it isn't your money then? Because you didn't win the two fifty.
0: No, but I've got... Uh, sorry, it, I, sorry, I had my eye on it. I knew that it was going to go. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, it it went when, when, when I wasn't there. Anyway, thoroughly lovely time. Seven out of ten.
1: The sound you hear in the background is the sound of uh, a Southwark recycling van come to collect my recycling and those of my neighbours. So if you are uh, annoyed Ooh, at the sound quality right now,
0: there are um, four- that's on you. As you hear all the cans of gin and tonic being tipped into us <laughs> he's, he's had a bad week this week they say as they update their spreadsheets uh,
1: right so I played a few different games uh, this week Simon I played Loot River
0: oh and didn't like
1: it Unfortunately, seven out of ten. I thought it was impressively uh, produced. Like it was gorgeous to look at. The yeah, um, but it was much too difficult for me. Um, and it was, it seemed less dependent on the sort of, or at least in the. I only played it for twenty minutes before I thought, yeah, this isn't for me. But it seemed less dependent on the mechanic of sliding these bits around, and more dependent on the kind of fighting and upgrade loop upgrade it, loop it struck me very much as um i'm gonna forget what the name is no uh hades it reminded me of hades um and i do like hades or <laughs> i did sort of like hades and promised myself i would go back to it and i think before i go back to loot river i will go back to hades um so yeah played that um I went back to Nova Drift this week, uh, which is the twin stick shooter, because I'm trying to wean myself off um, Vampire Survivors, which I'm still playing way too much for a game which I genuinely don't believe is that good, <laughs> um, but can't stop playing. Uh, uh, so played Nova Drift and didn't enjoy it as much as I used to, I don't know if something's changed or if I've changed and got noticeably worse at that game. Um, Played Stacklands, which I've heard a lot of good things about. I I like the look Uh, of that. Yeah, it's by Sockpop. Um, But Stacklands immediately made my Mac uh, uh, fan turn on at maximum, and my Mac start to burn up, so I had to turn it off again. Uh, I'm going to go back to that on my PC, because I love Sockpop. Played Inscription. Oh. Played it for about three minutes and thought yeah this is going to be my sort of thing I definitely need to put some time into this so turn that off as well Uh, so 7 out of 10 for that until I come back so good I I have no doubt that I'm going to play that probably over the next week I think that might be the thing that weans me off Vampire Survivors great enjoy Um, played Gunlocked which was recommended to me as something that might wean me off Vampire Survivors because it is Vampire Survivors but in space as a scrolling shooter played that thought it's a bit over-complex, and also thought, hold on a second, what am I doing? I don't want to just wean myself off this with something which is the same thing. That doesn't help me here, so 7 out of 10 for that.
0: Uh, And I played a game called Peglin. Have you played Peglin? I have played Peglin. Everybody's played Peglin. So Peglin is the other Peggle versus um
1: versus, uh, what do you call it, roguelike, d and roguelike type thing. Um, can you remember what the other one is called?
0: I can. Uh, it's called Roundguard. Roundguard. Right, so I played Roundguard about, I, I would guess,
1: maybe 18 months ago or something like that. Uh, hardcore One Life list listeners will know because I reviewed it on the show and gave it 7 out of 10. Um, and was kind of frustrated with it because I think the pitch is really really strong. Like, Everyone loves Peggle, and everyone has kind of been desperate for a good new Peggle game um, because uh, Peggle's brilliant, right? It's a very, very pure, uh, brilliant game. Like uh, If you've not played it, it's basically pachinko, send your ball down a maze of pegs, hit all of the pegs, ridiculous drama <laughs> at the moment you go for that last peg, um, and uh, nice, you know, like, you know, it fits very, very well with you going to the sort of pier side arcades this week, uh, because, you know, it's got that jeopardy and that risk and that random element in there that you get to own if it goes well and shrug your shoulders at if it goes badly. It's a beautiful game mechanic. And, um, yeah, Roundguard just was a bit laborious for me. It, it, it sort of removed some of the joy of Peggle and replaced it with, I don't know, this, uh, this, this kind of grinding away element and the same is true of Peglin. I can't really remember how Rangard worked honestly, uh, only that I was disappointed in it and Peglin is essentially a very obvious inspired by Slay the Spire game uh, if you're being kind to it Uh, the the, the sort of wrapper is pure Slay the Spire and the game itself is Peggle Uh, and every round you get to upgrade a little bit uh, either your ball or, or other elements you know And all of those upgrades are kind of incremental, none of them seem very powerful, and it just happens, the loop, you're hitting lots and lots of pegs, you can reset the board, there's no joy of getting the last peg. It's just very, very grindy. It removes all of the stuff that I really enjoyed about Peggle, and replaces it with a tried and tested mechanic that, yeah, I like, but I've seen in better games and more appropriate games. And yeah, so I just left it completely cold as well um, and disappointed in two halves of two games that I really, really like being meshed together to produce one that I'm just completely ambivalent to. 7 out of 10.
0: Wow. Well, it did very well. It 82,000 copies in its first week, Steve. Good for it. Good for it. <laughs>
1: Good for it. Did you Have you played it? Did you I've played it, it?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't play it for ages. Um, I enjoyed what I played. I, but, you know, I can sense, sense disappointment, Steve, and what, what I feel like you're asking for as a result of that is rather than slay the spire meets uh peggle you're after sort of slay the spire meets golf with your friends aren't you uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that that might help and, and i believe there's a game called golfy coming out next week so go and wish it go and wish list it now i am genuinely excited it's very to play good it's very that. good
1: and i i i have nothing against genre mashups oh I'm uh, all for i think them. it's a really good way of pitching video games Um, But I think you've got to understand what makes each part of that mashup, you know, successful. And for all I know that the Slay the the Spire... Well, honestly, the exciting thing about Slay the Spire for me is feeling that you break the system, right? Getting a combination of cards in Slay the Spire that you're like, ha, devs, your game's broken! I've absolutely... And actually the devs are like yeah, I want you to do that
0: because you're happy and I win when you're happy. This is absolutely the conversations we're having about golfy at the moment, absolutely, because there are moments where that happens and you're like, brilliant, that is brilliant. Cool, that's what you want. Yeah.
1: And, and from my brief play of, of, of Peglin, it felt too finely balanced. It felt like, oh, we can't make anything too overpowered. I'm like, I want that. And the second half of it is, okay, what do I like about Peggle? And what I like about Peggle is the ridiculous joy, yeah, yeah. the euphoria, the moment, you know, and the feeling of of, of luck and, and, and owning that serendipity. And I didn't get that from this game either, and that's why it fails. Anyway. Um, that's it that's the review section and I guess that's the show as well
0: that is the show it's been a fun run this week maybe you we should record first thing in the morning maybe I'll sleep over the night before Steve <laughs> make it a well,
1: we could have a midnight you bring, your, bring your butter knife bring and, my uh, butter knife and my steam deck see what cans you find in my bathroom and how? I'll embrace <laughs> you and see if I can pick up a scent
0: how would you feel if a new date turned up with a butter knife and a steam deck <laughs>
1: I'd just be pleased someone's listening, Simon.
0: Right, good. Well, there we go. Uh, Maybe I will. Don't lock your door. I'll see you later.
1: Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Resonance, as ever, for hosting. We've been One Life Left. Until next week, goodbye!